Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy from Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglens. I've got a package to unwrap here with you today. Our topic is about grass-fed versus grain-fed meat. It is so meaty, excuse the pun, and we're going to get to that in a minute. First, let me welcome you all to Ask Wardy, which is the weekly show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. I'm so happy you're here, whether you're joining me live or you're watching through the archives at askwardy.tv. All the notes are there for you at askwardy.tv to refer to as we talk today or to check out later, so be sure to make use of that. You're looking for episode 73, which is today's episode. And as you're coming on live on on Periscope and Facebook Live, please do mark in the comments your first name, where you're from, and what you're sipping on. I love to go back and read and see what you're all, where you're all coming in from and what you're drinking, so please do that. And no matter when you're listening or watching to this, please do hit the like button, the share button to spread this with friends and family or subscribe. I really appreciate getting to know you all better and reaching uh, more people with this fun and important message of healthy cooking because it can really transform the joy and the healing in our families when we embrace God's design for our food. Okay, well, let's get into it. So we got a really tough question today that came from Hallie. She says, what is the difference between grain-fed and grass-fed meat? Which is worse, eating the meat that's full of nasties or eating little to no meat at all? Wow, that's a tough question. And every person has to weigh this out for themselves by knowing the facts. So we're going to go through some facts today. And I'm going to be clear from the beginning and tell you what my opinion is. Um, And then I'll go through and kind of back it up. So here's the full question from Hallie. She says, my husband has recently been suffering from anxiety attacks. I have read that many types of meat can be beneficial for for someone who suffers from anxiety. However, I also recognize that most meat is full of hormones and other potentially harmful things and that pasture fed meat is best. So she does recognize that. We live in Mexico and the only pasture-fed, hormone-free meat I have seen is chicken breast that costs about three times as much as the regular chicken. So I've been asking myself, which is worse? Eating the meat that's full of nasties or eating little to no meat at all? I truly believe that meat and the fat that comes with it is important to our diet, but I wonder how much damage standard meat is causing to our bodies. Any other tips you have concerning diet and anxiety are greatly appreciated. Thank you for taking time to read and answer questions. It is a blessing. Well, it's a blessing to me, Hallie, to hear from you um, and to help you weigh this out. It's a really tough thing to weigh out, and I don't want to make the choice for anyone, so we're just going to go through facts. And you've said you already believe that pastured grass-fed is better than conventional, so I think we're going to be on the same page um, with regard to that. But going through the facts, I think, is really going to bring it home. So my opinion is that grass-fed 
also called pastured meat, is really better for you. And personally, I would eat, choose to eat less of the good meat, so as much as I could afford of it, than to eat more or regular portions of the conventional meat. Okay, now we're going to dive into the meat, pun intended there, of why I would choose this today. Uh, but I do want to mention two previous Ask Wardy episodes that will give you more information on this topic. I'm not sure that just listening to today's is going to be enough. So go back and also review Ask Wardy 66, which is what to buy if you can't afford organic. And um, this will apply to everyone who's listening here, but in particular those in the United States. And also, do you need do you need to eat meat to be healthy? That's Ask Wardy 11. Now, if you're on Facebook Live, Millie is pasting links to those episodes in the comments. Otherwise, if you're watching this later through a replay or on YouTube, just look below this video for links, okay? And everything that I mention is going to be at askwardy.tv uh, episode 73. Uh, before I get into my reasons why I think grass-fed is better, is really better, we should define what grass-fed means. And there's, you know, official definitions and whatnot, I'm going to tell you what I mean. Grass-fed means that the animal is raised on pasture, is not fed genetically modified foods, hormones, antibiotics, or fattened up with grain. In other words, this way of eating is the God-designed diet and lifestyle for that animal. Now, there are variations when you talk about chicken because a chicken's diet should be like 25% forage and 75% um, non-GMO feed supplements. But you get the point. This is what I'm talking about, okay? So there are three big reasons why I believe that grass-fed meat, pastured meat, is the healthiest. Reason number one, and I'd love to hear from you all in the comments. Uh, you can put plus signs. You can say yeses. You can put a thumbs up um, for each of these if you agree or not. You can disagree too. So reason number one is the omega-3 balance. So this is kind of, um, well, it's really important, but there's some details here. So if you'll bear with me while I explain it. So high quality grasses and legumes make up the ideal diet for pastured animals. I just told you that chickens and other poultry should be able to forage for green grasses and bugs to supply up to 25% of their diet. And when the animals are feasting on the rapidly growing pasture, their fat, both the fat in their meat or the fat in their milk, if it's a dairy producing animal, supplies high amounts of vitamin D along with the other essential fat soluble vitamins like A, E, and K2. And miraculously, but God's design, the fats from pastured animals are more likely to have the right ratio of a special class of fats called omega-6 and omega-3. These are essential fatty acids. They're called that because our bodies cannot make them they're a special type found in saturated and unsaturated fats, and we have to get them through diet. These fatty acids are so important. They help to regulate cellular inflammation, mood, behavior, and other functions in our body. Now, the caveat is the ratio between omega-6 and omega-3 has to be right. And when, and when you're eating the fats in animals that are raised properly by God's design, you find a natural ratio of 4 to one or one to one. And the first number I listed is the omega-6. The second number I listed is the omega-3. So if I say four to one, that means for every four omega-6, there's one omega-3 of whatever units it is you're counting. 
or one-to-one -one means equal omega-6 to omega-3. Now that's the God-given balance in um, this animal meat that's raised grass-fed, okay? Now, if the omega-6 amount rises in relation to the omega-3 amount, that's when unhealthy things start to happen. And the shocker of this is if you take an animal who's raised on a feedlot, like a feedlot beef, and they're raised on corn and soy and whatnot, the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 ch changes to like 20 to 1 or 46 to 1. Remember I said it should be 44 to 1? Well, it shifts on a feedlot to 20 to 1, 40 to 1, 46 to 1. Very, very unhealthy. As that first number goes up in relation to the second number, that's when unhealthy things start to happen in our bodies, like heart disease. And these are correlations um, in studies that people have done. There's a correlation between a high omega-6 ratio um, to heart disease, inflammation, hormone imbalance. In our family, we, um, our own experience has been um, hormone disorders, acne, um, just off the top of my head, those two things in our family have correlated to an omega-6 imbalance that we've had to correct. Omega-3 then is what you really want to prioritize, right? It's easy to get omega-6. It's in nuts and seeds. It's in conventional meats. But the omega-3 is found in pastured animal fats and wild fish. So if you're not careful, meaning if you're not consuming the rightly raised meat, then your balance is going to shift toward omega-6 and the health disorders that follow. That's the omega-3 connection. Really, really important. I think people talk about it, maybe not enough. Now, number two is something that, um, yes, I think people are talking about, and I told you, if you're watching the headline on the live broadcast, that this one might surprise you. This one surprises me. Now, I think it's out there, I just don't think that people talk about it very much at all. So it is the hormone connection. This is very poignant for my family because we've recently been looking into balancing hormones. There's a number of us that have issues. Um, myself, I'll just talk about me. I'm in premenopause and I'm experiencing what's known as estrogen dominance. Uh, my estrogen is actually okay, uh, but my progesterone is too low and it's the, it's the balance between those. If your progesterone is too low into what's needed for, to balance the estrogen, then you're considered estrogen dominant, okay? This is common in aging women and even in men. Well, here's where you get into talking about conventional meat or grass-fed meat. Conventional meat, due to pesticides, antibiotics, and hormone use, passes on, when you eat it, a class of estrogens that are called xenoestrogens, or xenohormones. That's what you get when you eat conventional meats. And these xenohormones, they're not only found in the meat and dairy products from animals that are injected with hormones and antibiotics. They're also found in dry cleaning chemicals, plastics, drinking water, cosmetics, uh, pesticides, herbicides, industrial chemicals. They are just rampant all over our um, first world. It's a first world thing, okay? Well, what's the harm in it? The harm in it is that we're surrounded by these estrogens and uh, yes, we eat them when we eat conventional meat, we get them, but you can just be around them or touch them. You can inhale or touch and absorb them. And that absorption can lead to estrogen dominance, either estrogen that is high in relation to your progesterone, if you're a woman or a man, um, or even outright high estrogen. 
and all kinds of health problems happen from this, from estrogen dominance or high estrogen. PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a, a hormone disorder, increased PMS symptoms, an increase in reproductive site cancers like uh, breast, ovarian, uterine cancers, if you're talking about women, uh, decreased fertility, and there's many more. I'm just keeping the list simple. Now, Hallie's question was in particular about her husband. So Hallie, I did look up um, anxiety, and I found a link between estrogen dominance and anxiety in men. And I think it probably applies to women too. Here's a quote for you. As men age, both testosterone and progesterone levels decline together. When your progesterone gets low, negative symptoms can arise such as poor sleep, fatigue, anxiety, weight gain, and lethargy. Since estrogen and progesterone are two hormones that work together in a seesaw, remember I was talking about that balance, the result of low progesterone is a condition called estrogen dominance. And so anxiety is another symptom of estrogen dominance. So whether your estrogen is normal and your progesterone's low, or your progesterone's normal and your estrogen gets jacked up because of all the xenohormones in our environment, or if you're eating conventional meat, um, that high estrogen or estrogen dominance can lead to these um, disorders, diseases, and symptoms I've just been mentioning. It is a real, real issue. So conventional meat contains the xenohormones, at least in the US. I'm not sure about Mexico, which is where you live, Hallie, but you'd wanna check that. Um, so I don't think the conventional meat is simply a neutral food. What do I mean by that? Well, a neutral food would be a food that causes neither harm nor good. It's just like, well, this is what I can afford, so I'm gonna eat this. I could do better, but at least it's not doing me any harm, okay? Conventional meat, in my opinion, is not a neutral food. It's actually a poisonous food because it will um, make the health of those who are compromised worse, and it can make those who are generally healthy unhealthy. Uh, so that's why I'm saying that this number two issue, the hormone connection that I don't see people talking about all that much, um, might be surprising to you, but at least should be alarming, if not surprising. And I don't, and I think that because of this issue, um, that you know whether or not we eat conventional meats. Um, well, let me say it this way: the hormone issue to me means that I don't think we can just sweep it under the rug. It's very, very serious. If you just look up estrogen dominance, it is like so rampant among. <clears throat> among people in our first world society because I mean we already have the pesticides and the drinking water and the cosmetics and I mean you only have to inhale it to get it so then when you consume conventional meat you're just making it worse so the conventional meat is something that you can change if you can't change the environment to keep that uh, xeno hormone level down so that was number two number one was the omega-3 issue number two was the hormone connection now let's talk about number three, which is kind of the catch-all, the catch-all reason for why I believe that grass-fed is better than grain-fed. Um, and this is actually an article that we've published before on our blog, the top five nutrient-dense foods for your family. And I'll give you a quick summary. Everything that I'm sharing right now, you can find at ask40.tv, look for episode 73, everything I'm saying, literally. So almost all meat in the U.S. comes from concentrated animal feeding operations. You probably heard them, CAFOs. And the animals that are raised in CAFOs live into deplorable conditions, awful, awful conditions. And those conditions 
negatively impact our health because if we eat the meat from those animals, it affects us. It, you just can't get away from it. So they're in such close quarters with other animals. They're often without fresh air, clean water, or sunshine. They're more prone to sickness. And as a result, they've got antibiotics given to them and that laces the food, which then ends up in their meat, which then we eat if we're consuming it. Uh, it was discovered decades ago that small daily doses of antibiotics caused the animals to gain up to 3% more weight than they otherwise would. So maybe they're not sick, but the antibiotics help them gain weight, so they're given. Numerous studies show that the same antibiotics used to keep confined animals unsick will make humans sick, more sick, because the antibiotics um, will affect our good gut flora. So it's not just when you take antibiotics if you have an infection, but if you're eating meat from an animal who received antibiotics, you get a side effect on your gut flora. And there's more. So in a CAFO, cows will eat chemically laced corn and other grains. It's just awful what they're eating. And they aren't designed to eat that, they're designed to eat grass. So the bottom line is their unnatural diet produces a sick nutrient deficient animal, and that results in nutrient deficient meat and toxic organs for us to eat. In fact, if you're gonna eat conventional meat, you should never eat conventional organs, especially um, because especially the liver, because it's the detox organ for that animal, so it's going to have a higher concentration of anything bad that's going on. Now, I've just given you the bad stuff, so I want to give you the alternate side of the coin. If you look at pastured beef, grass-fed beef, they have two to five times more heart-healthy anti-inflammatory omega-3s, which is what you talked about in number one. They have two to three times more conjugated linoleic acid, or CLA, which protects against heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Uh, they have more antioxidants and other uh, nutritious elements. They have more minerals like zinc, phosphorus, iron, and potassium. If you just go to askwardy.tv, look for episode 73, you'll see this summary right there in case you want to copy and paste or bookmark it or share it with a friend or family member who's wondering if you're crazy or not. Uh, for saying, I only eat grass-fed. You're not crazy. And we have a summary for you there that you can share. So because of those differences, omega-3, the hormone connection, and then of course the overall healthy, healthier animal, a grass-fed animal is healthier. For me and our family, it's the choice to eat that. And if we have to eat less of it, we have to eat less of it rather than eat conventional Perhaps all this has made your head spin. I'm going to get to that package in just a moment. So um, I have a graphic to share with you. You can go to askwardy.tv, look for episode 73. And it's a beautiful grass, uh, graphic made by our friends at The Butcher Box that has one column for grass-fed and another for grain-fed. And it gives you key differences that you can just visually grasp. So you've got differences in their environment, differences in their diet, differences in their nutrition, and differences in the drugs they receive. It's very enlightening, and it's a great thing to share, too. Again, if you're trying to lovingly convince somebody to clean up their diet and ditch the conventional, um, that might be a good thing to share. Okay, so what do you do, Hallie? Although only you can decide the best way for your family to proceed. You've already said you know that the pastured is best, and I would agree with you, and especially for the issues that your husband has. I think that you should eat, 
even if you have to eat less, whatever you can of the good stuff and ditch the conventional. Um, to fill the gap and you know, fill your protein needs, here are some ideas for you. I think you have to get creative. This is for everyone, by the way, not just Hallie. So if you make and consume bone broth, bone broth is a protein sparer, which means if you consume broth um, at all your meals or your, main, your meals where you're having like savory dishes, it will help you assimilate more protein from the protein you're eating. Because you, you eat protein and your body can't, doesn't make use of all, all of it. It's not as efficient. Um, bone broth makes your body more efficient in the assimilation of the protein, okay? Uh, eat more pastured eggs if those are affordable for you. Uh, maybe you could raise chickens. Uh, look for tougher cuts of grass-fed and pastured meats. Buy those and use a crock pot or an instant pot to prepare them. The tougher cuts or the cuts that nobody else buys, if they're grass-fed or pasture, may be either comparable in price to or less than the conventional options. Uh, see if you can buy direct from the farm or in bulk. Maybe, Hallie, you have a farmer around you and you could buy a quarter or a half or a whole uh, beef or a, um, or a pig, and in, in which case you'll save because you're buying direct and you're buying in bulk. So maybe you get that, maybe you get that price to closer to conventional rather than three times as much as conventional. Finally, you have options to order online, and I'm featuring uh, the Butcher Box today. I have this package to unwrap here in just a moment. The Butcher Box, I'll tell you about it. They have an offer for um, our U.S. friends um, where you can save $10 plus get free ribeye steaks and free shipping on your first order. This is just through Monday, May 15th, 2017. But if you happen to be watching this later, follow the link with this video because there may be a really good offer that uh, replaces the one I'm talking about right now. Okay, so I wanna tell you about the butcher box. And I happen to have a delivery I received today. The butcher box is a service where they ship frozen, grass-fed and pastured meat to your door. And before you get scared, like, how is that possible? It really is possible. I'll explain the details to you. Um, and they have a really special free offer to share that I'm so excited to tell you all about. So it's a subscription meat delivery service, but of course there's no commitment. You can take it once or you can take it a few times and then cancel or whatnot. whatnot. But it's a subscription service and they bring grass-fed beef, um, chicken and or pork right to your door for less than $6 per meal according to your schedule, which means when do you want it? And I'm so glad this arrived today. I was hoping it would so that I could show it to you. We've received a few butcher boxes in the past and they're wonderful. And how it comes is completely frozen and oh, I have a picture for you. Um, here we go. So it arrives wherever you tell them to put it, and I say on the front porch, in a box that says the butcher box, okay? And then, inside it's got dry ice, and it has all this insulated foam to keep it cold, so it ships frozen and it arrives frozen, even if it takes several days, okay? So I think this one took two days to come to me, and it arrived rock hard frozen, as you'll see in a moment. And then all the meat is packed inside an insulated handy shopping bag, which this in itself is really cool. I use these all the time then when I go to regular grocery stores. So you open it up and you'll find like your welcome packet and uh, recipe cards. 
okay? And then you get to the good stuff. And I picked for this delivery, I picked um, beef and chicken, okay? So let's see what we've got. So um, boneless, skinless thighs, whole bunch of these, definitely will feed our family easily. We have organic chicken tenders, whole bunch of these. Okay. Ribeye steak. Don't those look good? Nice marbling. I bet they're going to taste good. This, by the way, is what you'll get free with your uh, new order according to um, the offer I'm telling you about today, which the link is right below this video. Um, Millie will paste it if you're on Facebook Live or just look at AskWardy.tv episode 73. So free ribeyes. A couple more things. So four sirloin steaks. Those will be yummy. The weather's warming up. We'll do those on the barbecue. And uh, what's this? This is a beef, beef strip. And finally, two pounds of ground beef. Awesome, huh? This all arrived. So what I wanted to share with you all is if you'd like to receive something similar to that, just to try out, um, butcher box if you're a new customer and you're within the 48 contiguous U.S. states, you'll get $10 off your first order, you'll get free ribeye steaks, and you'll get free shipping. It's an awesome deal. And like I said, this is a subscription service, but to place your first order, you'll be signing up to the subscription service, but if you don't want that, you just cancel it. So just because it's a subscription service is not a reason not to try it and not to get this great deal of free shipping, $10 off and the free ribeye steaks. Hallie, this might not be something that you can take advantage of, but I wanted to mention it because we have viewers all over and most viewers are in the United States and I think this is too good a deal to pass up. If you have any questions about it, you can, of course, let me know in the comments, or you can email us, wardee, W-A-R-D-E-E, at traditionalcookingschool.com. Uh, the link for you is tradcookschool.com slash butcherbox, one word, butcherbox, to claim this offer, or you can just look for a link below with this video. And I do want to thank Butcherbox for the special delivery. I asked them last week... Um, I asked them and said, you know, I'm planning to share about this next Wednesday. Could you get me some? And they said, well, we'll try. And it arrived just like an hour ago. So you all are blessed because that almost didn't happen. I was almost just going to have to show you pictures only, but you got to see a delivery. Um, and thanks to ButcherBox for putting together this great offer for all of the Ask Wardy viewers and traditional cooking school readers. It's really special. Really thank, I really thank you. And if whoever of you take advantage of it, please do tell them thank you uh, because it's a great savings they're passing on to you. And I really appreciate it. I do. Okay, so that is a wrap really for today's episode. The three reasons why grass-fed really is healthier for you and why I personally, though I can't make the choice for all of you, would choose to eat less of the good stuff rather than the nasties. I do hope you agree, and I'd love to hear from you in the comments, even if you don't. If you have a question for a future episode of Ask Wardy, that's why I'm here every Wednesday, same time, same place, or the replays are at askwardy.tv. If you do have a question, Ask Wardy is the hashtag. You can do that on Twitter to my handle at tradcookschool, or send me an email, wardee, W-A-R-D-E-E, -E, at askwardee.tv. 
Thanks everyone for joining me. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.